The uh, sun does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. I'm delighted to be here. These are historic times in Appalachia. A lot has changed, a lot is changing now, and a lot still needs to change. In our podcast, we talk with changemakers right square in the middle of all this, working to ensure the change is for the good. You're listening to Change in the Coalfields, a podcast by Coalfield Development. I'm your host, Brandon Dennison. All right, this is Brandon with Coalfield Development. Something unique, a cherry on top for the podcast this month. Um, some of you know that we take personal and professional development very seriously at Coalfield Development. And um, all of our trainees and crew members are evaluated each month on a series of professional development criteria. And we do a monthly reflection, self-reflection on some of the personal development criteria. So the idea is we're growing as, as people, whether at, on the job or not, and we're growing as professionals during that time on the job. And to help with that growth process, we identify a West Virginian from throughout history who really exemplifies or embodies the theme that we're emphasizing for the month. Uh, So we've got Ashley Stennett, our communications coordinator here. Ashley, our themes for this month are? Mental health and respect. What's your thoughts on that? Mental health and respect. So the, the West Virginian for mental health is Patch Adams. Oh, nice. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, Fantastic one of Robin Williams' movie. best ever. And uh, he's, he, Patch was born in D.C., but bought a farm in West Virginia. And his very innovative health clinic um, for people who yeah. dealt with a variety of, of mostly mental disorders and other types of disorders was in West Virginia. And so he's a West Virginian honoree for sure. And he was a really a doctor, but also a social activist. I mean, really pushing on how we do medicine mm-hmm. in the first place. And one of the things I really like about Patch's approach is that he, he really argued that you can't look at someone's health apart from their community and their environment and the conditions that they live in day in and day out. So for, especially for people that might have mental health challenges, their typical environment is this white-walled, locked-down, sterile yeah. Sanatorium. Institutionalized. Institution, institutional, exactly. Yeah. And how can someone really heal and be healthy or find joy in a situation like that? And so he, he, his unique approach and his sense of humor has really made an impact. Laughter is a good medicine. Absolutely. There was a, uh, there was a really powerful TikTok video that I saw the other day. And a guy was standing in the middle of the street. And he had a sign that said, I suffer from severe anxiety and depression, hmm. and I just need somebody to talk to. Wow. Nobody stopped to talk to him. He flipped the sign over, and it said free money, and there were, like, bills taped. He was mobbed. Hmm. People were just ripping the money off the signs. And it's a powerful testament because mental health is a, is a broad term. Sure. We, in Coalfield, you know, I was fortunate. We had mental health training. We did. We did mental health first aid. Yeah. One of the great advantages of working at Coalfield is the endless trainings that are, I would say, pretty invaluable. CPR, yeah. things I've never had access to before. Good. So, Good. 
But the mental health aspect, you know, my mom has worked in that field for over 35 years. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I've always had kind of a personal connection to that. And it's what people don't say is really what is the issue. It's when they're not communicating. You know, and that's such a, that ties and, to our theme for yeah. the year. I mean, we've set our theme and intention for 2023 is listening. Yeah. And I think listening, that you make a great point. Like, you need to hear what's being said, but you also need to pay attention for what's not being said. Yeah. Uh, what a great point, Ashley. Well, a lot of people, and you know, a lot of people just need, it's, it's as simple as somebody to talk to. They don't always need a counseling or a therapy session. It's just you know, an ear. And from the training you mentioned, our, our mental our mental health first aid, I love this phrase, to listen non-judgmentally. Right. Because a lot of us, is we want to say, well, you should do this, you should yeah. do that. We want to... Can't believe you did that. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead of just listening. Yeah. Without judgment. And, and without ju- it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they're saying, but right. it just means you're not judging it. Yeah. Because that's their experience. And uh, Did not know that about your mother. Yeah, she uh, she's worked at uh, she was at River Park Hospital for a while. She was at St. Mary's. She just retired from uh, Three Rivers Medical in Louisa. Yeah, and spent a lot of years. Uh, you know, I think it's been a combined about thirty five years. What a in, service! In mental health and seen it all, I'll interacted bet. with it all. I mean, you know, it it really has made her a better person, and I've learned a lot from her. I'm you know, sure. through her experience. Oh, yeah. And identifying issues in my own self as well. Sure. And And anybody around me that might, you know, have some issues going on. or And people think mental health, they, they always go to an extreme. Yeah. Well, you know, this person is suffering from mental health issue. It's like there's a stigma. Sure. And, and part of that education outreach is trying to maybe lift that stigma too. Because, yep. you know, when you have a physical ailment, it's sometimes a lot easier to visually locate it, diagnose it, mm-hmm. and find a remedy. Mm-hmm. But when it's on the inside, the impact is different. And sometimes the remedy needs to be different. But it should be taken as seriously. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, not stigmatized. You know, treated, not stigmatized, treated. Yep. For respect, we have Anna Jarvis, who's the founder of Mother's Day. She was a West Wonderful. Virginian in uh, Taylor County. Maybe there, there's now her hometown now has the International Shrine to Motherhood. Right, and it's I mean it's it's people come to visit from all over the world. It's it's known as the birthplace of Mother's Day, and and I that ties so nicely to respect. You know, taking time, having a mindset of respect uh, to acknowledge that none of us has got where we are alone. We've all had someone somewhere along the way that cared for us, showed compassion, supported us. For many of us, our mothers top of the list. Sometimes not, not all of <laughs> yeah. us, but, but for many of us. And I just, uh, the whole point of that holiday was, was for respect, especially this was in the early 1900s when moms in particular societally were not mm-hmm. feeling very much respected at all. Right. They were sort of contained to a certain role by and large. Yeah. Uh, and it was just assumed they would do it, and not a lot of people would say thanks for it. It was just you know an assumed social fact. They'd stay in the home. They'd raise the kids. Interestingly, it's cool you brought up your mom. You know, uh, you're tying the two together for us seamlessly there. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, mad respect for my mom. Um, we've been through it all. 
nearly a horrific tragedy. I think I told the story once before, the house fire that we suffered through together and and barely made it out. I mean, that was like a really shocking experience. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe Mother's Day is getting closer to us. And, you know, the respect that goes into that and the respect for Appalachian women. Can you imagine what our society of this planet has endured for eons? Cannot. I mean, that's, you know. A lot of strong, strong mountain women. Yeah, and not, and you know, not to downplay the struggles of obviously men and women, you know, all people outside of our area. Sure. But we've taken a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We still are. We, we still are, and the perseverance to all that really speaks volumes about th- just the moms in our area, just everybody that's had to endure that. Yep. The two are married perfectly, mental health and respect. Yep, they go, they go together. Yep. Very much so. So same, same, same to me. To happy Mother's Day to my mom, if she's listening. My mom taught in the community college system for many years and was an educator um, and, you know, has been on the, the, the elders at the church for, for many years nice. and contributed there. And, Did your um, love of coffee come from your mom? Or your, or your, it might or have. Mom, mom is a big <laughs> coffee drinker. She does cream and sugar in hers, or just cream, actually. But uh, my black coffee, my dad drinks black decaf coffee. The old man, uh, the old man hammers the black yeah, coffee. That, it's, yeah. it's so funny you say that. The, it's similar with us. Mom is cream. Dad is usually just straight up black. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's like, it's just so like predictable. Yeah. When I hear you say that, I laugh because it's like it makes the same. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So I I do the best of both worlds. You know, interestingly. Um, oh, wh- what do you mean by that? Well, some days it'll be black, and then other days mix it up. Where you're like, dude, you're the latte guy, which is today. <laughs> Playing the latte French guy. Fin- yeah. Right. Anything to get through the week, man. <laughs> so interestingly, Anna Jarvis became disappointed with Mother's Day. She thought it became overly commercialized, and uh, she actually ended up starting a petition to. After she got it established, she started a petition late in her life to to rescind it. No kidding. Do away with it because it became so commercialized. So I, there's a quote here. It says, "A printed card means nothing except that you are too lazy to write to the woman who has done more for you than anyone in the world." And candy, you take a box to mother, and then you eat most of it yourself. A pretty sentiment. <laughs> So another thing I like for both for Anna Jarvis and Patch Adams, they're both qu- sort of quirky, prickly sure. yeah. figures, and and I think that's classic Appalachian too. I mean, I do we too. we have character. We are ourselves. You know, there's right. good, there's bad. We're not uh, always the most polished, right? But we care a lot, and uh, I, I, there's something in that quirkiness of Appalachia that I like too. Yeah, no, that's 100 percent spot on. I think that that's us to a T. Um, and I will say you could probably start a petition almost for every holiday for being over commercialized. Yeah. I mean, you'd really, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, it's just, I wonder what she thinks of Christmas oh, yeah. <laughs> and the candy. I'm thinking like Halloween and Valentine's day. We just had Valentine's day and it's another one. And, and that stuff can, it can all be fun. I, I don't have as big a problem with it, I, but I, I, her point is well taken though, that you need to keep the respect at the core of it. You know, that all that stuff can be nice. Sure. Everybody likes a nice gift. But but remember the meaning? There needs to be a genuine meaning and, and yeah. respect at the, at the core.
for this stuff. And Absolutely. Anna Jarvis represented that. So those cool. are thoughts for the personal development, professional development theme uh, for this month. Very good stuff. We'll pick it back I'll up look next month. to next month. Yeah, it'll be fun. Thanks, Ashley. Yes, sir. Change in the Coalfields is a podcast created by Coalfield Development in the hills and hollers of West Virginia. This episode was hosted by Brandon Dennison and produced and edited by JJN Multimedia. Become a part of our mission to rebuild the Appalachian economy by going to our website, coalfield-development.org, to make a donation. You can email us anytime at info at coalfield-development.org and subscribe to our newsletter for more information on the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn by searching Coalfield Development. Check back soon for more episodes.